Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. Most of you probably know that I was a wild child of the 60s. Yeah, I wanted to do it all. I had your proverbial hair long down and stringy straight with the bell bottoms and the leather and the dancing and the freedom and let's go to any of the big concerts or let's get gone to Woodstock. Yeah, man. (laughs) When I look back at that, and we even called each other out on this, we called each other pseudo-hippies. We would see people who one day were wearing the Clark Kent suits and the glasses, and then maybe by night they suddenly had their hair down as far as it would possibly go on their forehead, and they'd put on all the hippie clothes and go stand out and smoke pot and, you know, protest, whatever it was. It was really a lot of people not even knowing what they were protesting and not even knowing what we were doing. And that, my friends, is the truth. You see, there was one thing that I really wasn't free from. And I know that our forefathers fought and died that we could have freedom. And I know that even as I am posting this, we're celebrating Independence Day. Our independence as a new country, able to make our own laws and able to to shed ourselves of the laws of others. That means we didn't have to follow what the old had said. We could run as we wanted. We could worship as we wanted. We had freedom beyond freedom. At least that's what we thought. And then we started self-inflicting our own slavery, so to speak, Because the only thing that was keeping us back from anything that we really wanted to do was ourself. I know that a lot of people say, well, I'm under bondage from the government or from my parents or from my workplace. And you may be having to follow those rules and do as they say. But there is freedom to be found in your life that is far beyond any joy or any fun or love or anything that you might be seeking, and you have found it in the wrong place. You know, it was really hard for me to come to terms with the words that were spoken to me. You just need to stop beating yourself up. And yet that's what I was doing. I was inflicting my own wounds, and I don't necessarily mean physical wounds, although today self-infliction and self-hurt are big things, especially in young girls, also in boys, and also in adults. But honestly, it didn't dawn upon me until much later when I was overachieving and fulfilling all of these high goals that I was setting for myself, that I was kind of under the bondage of my own uh, high expectations I had set for myself. I was the one that was forcing me to do this so great that I would be winning all of the prizes and all of the awards because I had allowed myself earlier to sink to the bottom and I didn't even want to try anymore. 
So once I started on the other end of the spectrum where I was the best at this or the first at that, my self-hatred then turned to manipulation where I was actually forcing myself to do something more than what I really wanted to. I was under the bondage of myself. And I guess I knew it at the time, but I couldn't speak it. And many of you that are listening right now, too, and especially a friend of mine that I was just with yesterday, I said, don't you dare listen to those lies that say you weren't good enough when your husband was still alive. Don't you dare start feeling more guilty and more manipulated that you didn't do enough, that you should have loved him more, that you should have been this way or that. So self-sabotage, self-harm, self-doubt, they all become enemies, and we become self-imprisoned to the things and the people and the places that we allow to do that to us. And the worst is ourselves. That's right. How do you gain self-love when you have really, truly hated yourself for so long? I know that I sound redundant when I tell you that the way I found out was through seeking God, although today many people would say, well, you know, having a form of spiritualism and having a mantra and being able to say and do these things, those those aren't so bad. And, you know, maybe even those who go to classes or have some form of hypnotic episodes or those who just say, well, you know, I just do yoga. And in order to get my mind set for yoga, I want to make the O's with my hands and maybe just think of the mantra of, mm, oh, or whatever it is. You're clearing your mind and there's nothing wrong with clearing your mind and that's not going to send you to hell. <laughs> so I'm not even talking about that. But I started finding out that there was scripture that was written, words that God had actually said that were freeing to me when nothing else was. So the way that I got free from self-hatred was that I understood that there was a cycle that I was living in, kind of like the gerbil that is spinning in the cage that can't do anything except to keep moving forward, and yet you're getting nowhere. I had to make myself believe that I could not be good enough for God. But it didn't take much for that because I knew I wasn't good enough. But God never says you have to be good enough. See, I didn't know what he said because all of that old Bible stuff, that old King James this, thou's, and those, I didn't understand any of that. So the first thing I had to learn to do was to be patient with myself in the same way that God has been so patiently waiting for me to turn to him. My real freedom came when I began to see myself the same way that God sees me. I know that my parents loved me unconditionally, and they wanted the best for me, and they kept always presenting to me opportunities where I could better myself. When I got married, I knew that my husband loved me unconditionally, and he never talked to me about being overweight or not achieving enough. He never once said or did anything 
to bring me down. But many of you have had that in your lives. You've had parents or friends or spouses or loved ones who have told you you're not good enough. You just look at yourself in the mirror. You are such, and you can fill in the blank there for whatever was spoken over your life. But all I know is in Psalm 41, 2, God reminds me, I am blessed. First Peter 2, 9, I have been chosen. Jeremiah 31, 3, I am loved. And Jeremiah 29, 11, God has a plan, a purpose for my life. Now, all of these are promises to me. Does that mean they're just to me? No, they're promises to you as well. All you have to do is receive them. And whatever the reason that you have fallen into that trap of self-loathing or self-hatred or just low self-esteem, Maybe you stress about something about the way you look or your weight or that you're not handsome enough or pretty enough or you don't have enough muscles and whatever it was. I loved when I heard Maya Angelou, one of my favorite authors and poets, say that here she was in her stately voice proclaiming that of all the great truths I have found through the lifetime that I have spent as a slave, as a daughter of slaves, as one who knew nothing, could not learn anything, was unable to become educated at one time, I found one great truth. And that truth, above all others, is that Jesus loves me. Wow! What? This award-winning, this wonderful woman who is renowned throughout the world, who was Oprah's mentor and her hero, so to speak, said of all the things to know that Jesus loves me. So there may be many reasons why you fall into your own trap of self-hatred. But when you know that the God of this universe, the one who created us, loves you, you will find that daily when you wake up, The first thought may be what the enemy pours in. Yeah, well, you're still going to believe that stuff today. And you just say, take it up with my father because he has created me beautifully. I'm wonderfully, fearfully, and beautifully made. And God loves me so much. He sent his only son to live and die that I may have freedom and I might have freedom truly in Christ. So when you're celebrating independence this day, this week, this year, there's one independence greater than any other that God has indeed set you free. My Lord and my God, I thank you that you set me free when I was in my young, early 20s, and that I've been able to have a career of teaching and speaking and TV and radio, and that I know I give you the credit because you're the one who rescued me from the hatred of myself, from that self-imposed pit that the enemy had me down in. And I thank you that you pulled me out and picked me up just as you're doing right now for one who is listening that knows they too need to be set free. God, I thank you that they probably somewhere in their house have an old Bible or one down the street they can go into the dollar store and buy for a dollar and that they will read exactly the scripture you lead them to and that you will set them free. I thank you, God, that that's what you do and that I pray they will find that for themselves, that they might too become the hero in their own story because you 
were the ultimate hero that snatched them out of the pit of hell into the beautiful life that you planned for them, that you promised not to harm them, but to prosper them and to give them that beloved hope and future. Jeremiah 29, 11. Thank you, God. And thank you for our freedom. And may God continue to bless America as he blesses you. Thank you, my friends. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.